Yo Pots. Check out Meet Mitch and Leawood for award-winning barbecue, outstanding atmosphere, and your destination to watch all your favorite March Madness action. Tailgating for opening day? Place your order online and pick up on way to the game. Meet Mitch Barbecue, East 95th and Mission in Ranch Martin North Shopping Center. He didn't invent the quarterback. How are you doing? <laughs> but he did invent quarterback tears. Here's our NFL insider, Mike Sando of The Athletic, on the program. Let's talk some NFL football. Mike Sando, senior NFL writer for The Athletic, does a fantastic job. His pick six column, a must read if you are a football fan. Check it out today. He's proudly brought to you by our friends at Twin Peaks. If you're looking for a great place to watch the big game, Twin Peaks is it with made-from-scratch menu, 29-degree uh, draft beers, premium cocktails served over ice balls, TVs everywhere, and the most scenic views in town. There is no better spot to watch you some uh uh, championship football than right there at Twin Peaks. Of course, all the college basketball on as well. Don't forget, it's your fight headquarters as well. Boxing, MMA, they got you covered. It's at Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Let's welcome Mike Sando to the festivities. Mike, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm uh, I'm very good. As a matter of fact, my team is back in the Super Bowl. And so life is yeah, good. I know. Life is good. <laughs> It wasn't good when I was busting your chops on Twitter when you were complaining about something going to direct. Did, out of the you, did you get on me? I don't. I use Twitter mostly as an outgoing yeah. venue. Yeah, that's good. You know, it makes it easier for I me. I called you out. I said first team, first world problems here. I said you'd complain about a smudge in Lombardi. <laughs> Whatever you you were complaining about something after the game or you know something during the after the game. Uh, no, I like, gotta look. On, I'm, I'm trying to remember a time where someone has made a more astute judgment of someone they haven't really met. No, person. no, no. <laughs> Sando and I have sat oh, and that's shared right. Coronas are, at, at Super Bowls that's before. Right. So uh, that's right. That's not true. That's, that's we true. we have Point. met. We just we're just not uh, in the same town very often. Uh, but but yeah, now now you got me like scrolling through my mentions, looking for where you zinged me. Um, I yeah. want to find it. I'll, I'll get back at you. Oh, it's it's great right. to know that you don't monitor, and I can, I can say whatever I want in there then pretty much. So. Actually, I, I can find it. It's a better way to do is to look at his page, yeah. look okay. at his mentions, there you go. and find out. We can continue the show. You. you don't have to search. I'll do that while you guys right. are chatting. Right, right, I did, I did. I didn't know I was being, you know, sabotaged, uh, you know, during the course of things. Uh, let's start, though, in your backyard. Seattle hired a defensive coordinator, but it ain't the guy we thought it was going to be. Dan Quinn got a job. Yeah. He's the commander's coordinator. Yeah. He was supposed to end up in Seattle. Uh, you pretty much kind of tipped us off that eh, maybe that wasn't the way it was going to go, and lo and behold, it didn't. Why did it go the way it went? So they had Pete Carroll all those years, loved Pete, you know, and a teary sign-off at the, you know, when he was his time to go. Everyone handled it pretty well. Uh, and, you know, hey, we want to keep the culture that Pete has and all that. But when it comes down to it, you're empowering the GM to kind of set his own course. So I believe, first off, they love what Mike McDonald does defensively, and they think he's a great young rising coach. So that that has to be true in their mind. But the reason I think they didn't just go to Quinn automatically by default was that he that tie to Carroll is that exactly what you want if you're setting a new course, right? Do you want to have it be a continuation, or do you make change for a reason? And you want to kind of just reset. So I went over there to their press conference today. 
uh, Mike McDonald's never even met Pete Carroll, right? If Dan Quinn's there at that podium today, half the questions are about Pete Carroll, right? Yeah. And hey, what? And, and then as we get down in the draft, hey, I wonder what Pete thought of that linebacker they took in the third round. You know, hey, I heard Pete wasn't really on board with that pick. Oh, hey, Pete was really the reason why they did that, or whatever, right? Could you imagine that sort of a thing? So, um, in my mind, I, I would think that that if you're setting a new course, you know, as long as you have somebody you love as your candidate, then you're not going to just default into the guy that uh, just because he has an association with the coach that you love. Just as if they were replacing Andy Reid, they wouldn't have to hire somebody who worked for him or something, right? Yeah, no, I and, and well, no, they, you wouldn't have to, but unless you're, I guess, the Patriots, and then you know, you you stay in house because you gave it a contract out, uh, guaranteeing that a guy would get the job. No, I'm, I'm, I all yeah. the everything you said, I say bravo. I think it's smart. I don't think you want to, and it, and it really sounded like when they started the process, we've got a great foundation here. We need somebody who fits. The, we got a great culture. They got to fit our culture. Yeah. It's like no, you got to hire a guy and and embrace whatever his culture is. And it seems like they really kind of did an about face from what they were saying early on. Did they, or did somebody just get quoted for I don't know the wrong no. reasons or? No, I think they feel like they have a great culture there from Pete, but it will be Mike McDaniel's great culture, hopefully, right? And they're right. not going to hire some someone who's going to bring in a bad culture. They didn't. They didn't hire uh, from the New England tree where we're going to do everything in secrecy and and we're going to be, you know, kind of hard edge about stuff, which is how that's gone. You know, they hired someone. Yeah, he's been with uh, he's been with John Harbaugh, but he's thirty six years old, right? He's uh, he's going to bring his own energy. He's half Pete Carroll's age. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of like how they let the process go. Um, and what was so interesting about this coaching class for me is, like in Seattle's case, of all the coaches that got hired, uh, they talked to Raheem Morris, and they talked to Dan Quinn, and they chose Mike McDonald over Quinn when Quinn was available. The other hires weren't really even guys on their list. They weren't looking at Dave Canales or... Gerard Mayo or Antonio Pierce, and they didn't want Jim Harbaugh, right? So he, you know, he was for some, but not for all. So they were able to kind of wait till the end, and then the only time I think the pressure got ratcheted up a little bit was when Ben Johnson withdrew because I think they wanted to talk to him. I know they they did they did want to have a face to face with him. So when he left, it was kind of like okay, I think they moved more aggressively in the process then, and they got McDonald and. I think they're thinking about we got Kyle Shanahan and we got Sean McVay in this division and we need someone who is thinking on defense, not the same old play three different coverages, cover three, you know, all the stuff that Pete Carroll was known for. They want someone who's dialing it up. And that's their answer. There weren't a million great offensive coaches this year. If you noticed, offense was not great in the league this year. A lot of those guys have been hired, so I didn't really see somebody offensively that you were going to be like, we got to get him, unless it was Ben Johnson and he interviewed well and checked those boxes, but that never happened. Uh, do you buy – I saw one report that said, you know, I don't know, it was Washington or where was it, Ben Johnson was asking for too much money, and that that's how he yeah. kind of froze himself out in Washington. Do you buy that? No, nah, I don't buy it at all. I mean – I think there's a lot of agendas at work when these coaches are jockeying for these positions. 
And some of these things that come out, you don't know if it's from a rival team, a rival agent, whatever. But how does that make any sense at all? Well, here's how it would that make some sense to me. Let, let me. let me try this, because I remember I got... Uh, I had a job offer, and I was like, I don't want this job. This job sucks. And so they said, well, how much do you want? And I gave it this ridiculous number, and they're like, well, we were thinking about less than half that. And I'm like, well, I mean, this is what it's going to take. You, you, you never would do that in this situation because you can always bow out at the end, or you don't bring the money up at the start of the conversation. No, but I mean, no, no, I'm, like, I'm saying I, I I went all the way down the road, and then they were ready to offer me the job, so we'd gone past that. Oh, yeah. And I'm saying if you got down there and you had the conversations in your job, so you're like, this job's going to suck. I don't think this owner gets it. I don't think they understand where they really are. Yeah. I don't think their vision for how to build it is not the same as mine. I don't want this job, but... You know, if you want to give me six years at twelve million per, yeah. okay. And they go, uh, yeah. No. I don't think so. And, no, I don't think so. And because because during the season this came out, uh, Justina Anderson tweeted in the middle of the season something about, "Hey, teams are hearing he's asking for way too much money." And then the agent for uh, uh, Ben Johnson came right out and said, "That's a bunch of bull." And I believe him because why would you be putting that out before you even know what's? Why would any one be talking about money and demands any any candidate in whenever that was December or November it's just not what people do so uh, I, I don't get that at all Matt Rule paid 60 some million or not Matt Rule but uh, Tepper paid 60 million for, for you know for Rule you'd just be damaging yourself with the whole league to, to be putting that out there so if you noticed um, after some of those reports came out uh, Adam Schefter then had kind of a backtracking type of tweet that was like, oh, actually, you know, money wasn't it. He's not even getting a raise yet in Detroit. So th- those types of things just tell me there's, you know, there's a lot of people with agendas for whatever reason at this time of the year, and that just makes no sense to me. Um Agreed. I, from a standpoint of if you're putting it out there early in the year, five out of the eight yeah. uh, jobs were filled by defensive guys. Why? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I well, get I it that we, offense is down. Yeah. You, you said that there aren't the best candidates out there. Th- th- listen, there's there are offensive coaches out there that are going to be great, and if you can hire Sean McVay at 29, you know, find the right guy. I mean, I, I, I marrying yeah. yourself well, up to the quarterback and coach. I don't understand how Mike Kyle Shanahan and Andy Reid are going to stand at podiums. Two offensive guys that clearly understand how to coach the quarterback position, and everyone's like, you know what we need to do? Yeah. Dial up a blitz. No doubt about it. So uh, the two internal hires were defense, so they're not even like really even having a search process. They didn't even really choose a coach, did they? I mean, they just went with the guys that they had. They liked them in-house, right, Yeah. from the beginning. So now let's take a look at the top offenses this season. You know, in the league, you're not going to hire somebody probably off of a bad offense. So 49ers, I guess you could have done a Clint Kubiak, right? Uh, the, the Cowboys, you're not going to hire – shoddy off of there because McCarthy calls the plays. Miami, you're not calling their play caller. He's the head coach. Buffalo fired their coordinator. You're going to hire go with Joe Brady? Detroit's guy pulled out. The Rams guys have already been rated. There really wasn't a head coach candidate. Green Bay, their head coach calls it. Philly's in disarray. They're next. Baltimore, I don't know. Do you want the Todd Monken? Possibly. That could have been one. Seattle, Kansas City, New Orleans, 
which one of these teams? I guess we got Cincinnati. We had Brian Callahan. That was one. But you, you name the three coaches you want to hire from the offensive side of the ball right now over the ones who got hired. Um, I don't have the name. Uh, you know, a guy that yeah. I think is the well, candidate Johnson would be the, the the one that everybody was was talking about. But yeah. I didn't have Mike McDaniel's name on the tip of my tongue last or two years ago either, and, and that was a hell of a hire. Yeah. It really was. So I think that's, you know, if there are those types of guys, but I've been asking around about, hey, who is, you know, and Quint Kubiak was a name that came up, but I don't think he was quite as involved for as long with Kyle Shanahan to the in the real nitty-gritty of the offense the way Mike McDaniel was. So maybe he's a year away from that sort of a thing. But, um, you know, he... Like I said, two of them went to guy, defensive guys that were already on in house. I think McDonald seems like a good defensive hire, you know, just from what we've seen. So, kind of a huge problem with it. How does Washington sell Dan Quinn? As here it is, it's all fixed. Well, uh, it's funny to me how these perceptions go because if we had had a poll on December second, hey, who? Let's look at through these candidates. Dan Quinn might be in everybody's top three at that time, right? Uh, nationally, yes, but not not mine. I'm I'm not the biggest fan of him. I like him as a DC, but so, I'm not a fan as a head coach. So what happened since then was they had a bad playoff game. Defense was bad, and then somebody again. These narratives, these people with agendas. Yet the word going around that Ben Johnson's a locked Washington. Right? That was kind of people in the league were hearing that. Other coaches. Uh, it, it wasn't true. Do you think it was true? I mean, maybe things got sideways and he pulled out. But all those things create the perception of a team adrift. They don't know what they're doing. And that all could be true. But I don't think Dan Quinn, if you want a second-chance candidate for a coach, I think Dan Quinn's pretty good. So I don't mind them having a first-time GM, first-time owners, and a coach who's done it before. To me, that makes more sense than them hiring a 36-year-old guy when everyone else is doing it for the first time as well. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I, I, I do get you know where they all were, but because I also get, I don't think owners are actually that good at finding head coaches. A guy, no. a, a guy similar to Dan Quinn, an ex-head coach who's been really great as a defensive coordinator, a guy we think should have a, another shot at a head coaching job, but we're happy he hasn't yet. Is Steve Spagnuolo? Why mm-hmm. wasn't his name out there? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much he's pushing that, how, if his agent's pushing that, if the experience and the optics and what people thought of him as a coach with the Rams still defines him as a head coach, and people just think he's a great defensive coordinator. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, his name never gets mentioned. I don't know one dislikes him. I mean, there's like, I've never heard, you know, a bags this or that as a negative you never hear anything negative about him yeah i, I it, it, it i've talked about it for a while I, I think he's tremendous i think he'd do an excellent job and i think his you know having a beat up uh sam bradford and who's hurt and i mean, I, I don't think listen uh, you know if you don't have a quarterback i'll always give you a, a second shot like measuring guys who don't know well i mean they were terrible it, 
Well, they had seven different guys play quarterback in two years. Like, that's not going to work. I, I don't care who you are. That's not going to work. So I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, that that to me is a little surprising that people don't land back on his name, especially when a Vic Fangio got a job. And you know, I, I would think, yeah. but maybe Vic Fangio's failure is why he doesn't get the call. So uh, that, that that could be. I don't know. Yeah. As well. Uh, it's what, funny, you know. People get typecast, or they get they get labeled, and people don't even think about that he's hiding right in plain sight. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, what uh, what what did that game do for Lamar Jackson? His stature, his legacy. Was this his last yeah. best chance to get to a Super Bowl? We talked a lot about him last week. Now we saw his performance. Uh, Spagnuolo definitely got him and Monk. And what what do we what what does Lamar look like now? First off, are you retracting any of your commentary from last week? Because you no. got me riled up. No, I mean, you no. Were Mr. You were putting him in the Hall of Fame. You had a gold jacket. Well, on no, Jackson. I, 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 I still might go to the Hall of Fame with two MVPs, if he, assuming he, he gets, gets the second team. one. Um, he still may may very well be going to the Hall of Fame. But, uh, no, mm-hmm. I, I, I stand 100% by the fact that Lamar Jackson is a lot better than Shecky Shmomo, who played for the Atlanta Falcons. Um, All right, we're not, gonna, we're not doing that debate again because I already explained it to you. And you're purposely leaving out my point to make it a balanced conversation. So we don't need to bore the the listeners with that. But, you know, as I look at it, I think, so when I did the quarterback tiers every year, Lamar Jackson comes in middle to upper tier two usually, okay? I think the feeling was the narrative around him during the regular season was, hey, he made a jump. But I still think, I think that was a big setback, how he played. He did not play well in the game. He did not look good. He just didn't. It was kind of looked like some of the other playoff games in spots, right? So I don't think it sends him catapulting down, but as we go in the next year, you know Mahomes, Burrow, Josh Allen are all going to be in Tier 1. Uh, Aaron Rodgers probably slips out after not playing. Justin Herbert, you know, this could be the year where does he slip? I don't know. He's still probably going to be at least right there with Lamar, he may be above him, probably above Lamar. So we'll probably see at the top of Tier 2, Hertz will fall down some, wouldn't you think? Hertz lost a little headwind. Yes. Uh, Trevor Lawrence didn't gain anything. Maybe Dak comes up there. Do you think Dak's going to be above Lamar now? Probably not. Probably right in the same. Stafford, maybe. They'll be the top. They'll be in the upper half of Tier 2. We'll probably have Lamar, Dak, Stafford, and then you actually might see, you know, a Cousins. Would a, is a Purdy going to come into there in two? That'd be interesting. Yeah. Well, how about Purdy? Where he's at right now? Uh, two comeback wins in the playoffs. Playoff wins are big for a quarterback stature. Coming back in the playoffs is giant. Uh, what what is coming back against the, uh, the the Packers and the Lions do for his stature? I think he looked so bad for all of the first game that. I don't know that everyone thought, wow, I thought it was more of a sigh of relief in the first playoff game. I don't think he played amazingly well in the next game either. So, you know, how did they come back? Well, they got a short field on a fumble. They got a a 50-yard pass bounce that should have been picked off, maybe bounced and caught. He scrambled around. I think... There's some people giving him a ton of credit for that. I don't think quarterback watchers are like, wow, he he put it on his back. I think they thought it was a nice, uh, a nice job. So this will be a big game for him, and I think it helps him that it is in uh, indoors. I think that weather 
couldn't you see that weather? He's not a four wheel drive quarterback, right? I love that. Too. I don't know. I, <laughs> yeah, crazy. kind of like, kind of like uh, I, I believe when he lost in Cleveland looked terrible. Wasn't the weather kind of bad there? I'm just picturing it in my mind. Yeah, it but, seems like it was kind of sloppy and what that everybody was dirty and everything. Yeah, like it might have been so, kind of rainy and everything. But give you know, give Kyle Shannon two weeks to prepare. Uh, you know, be playing indoors. I think he has a little bit more of a chance to to throw the ball better. I just think he hasn't thrown it well the last couple of weeks, and it's been noticeable as a drop off. But it probably has to do with some of that the element. So then you would give a giant advantage to the Chiefs at the quarterback position. Oh yeah, I mean, I, I, we, I, we all know Mahomes is the best, but like because it's pretty tough to win a Super Bowl if, if you're punching way up at quarterback, right? I agree. Are you, I agree. Surpri- are you surprised in that the Niners? Yes, I'm sorry. Uh, are you surprised in that the Niners are favored? Yes. What are people thinking? <laughs> I mean, I told you last week. I would never. I would ne- never bet against Mahomes. But you give me Mahomes and points. I mean, that's like someone saying, "Do you want ten dollars deposited in your bank account? Yes or no?" Yeah, yeah I'll take it. I mean, it's just laughable to me. Is Patrick Mahomes the goat now? Let's let's just let it play out longer, don't you think? Well, I, I mean, sure. I mean, if you, I don't like the, you know, it, I don't it, like that when they're still playing and they're early on in it. Yeah, but isn't there you some fun in like, hey, who do you think did it? In the middle of the movie, let's pause here. What do you think? Who do you think did yeah. it? Like I figured out season four of uh, of uh, Stranger Things with my daughter the other night. I was so proud of myself. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I nailed it. I knew what was going on. It was fun. We stopped. I said, "Here's what I think is going to happen." Like three episodes before, we still got one more to go, and I've already nailed it. Right? Like let's let's pause the movie here. Because I, I, I get there's a difference between having the greatest list of accomplishments. He clearly doesn't have that. Tom Brady's got him by a mile. But is he, you know, Blair Kirkhoff was here, and he brought up a great point. He said, you know, baseball's got the, or Bill James, I think, maybe has, like, the value, highest value in a career. Peak, peak value. Peak and, value versus career, career value. value. said he definitely doesn't have career value, yeah, but yeah. his peak value is best. Would you say that he's got the best peak value? Oh, I like that because I, I did that for Hall of Fame receivers and running backs. I should come up with one of those for yes. uh, When I did it for receivers, we just looked at their eight best seasons, and for backs, we looked at their six best and found kind of a neat way to compare them. So that's a great one. I did have in my pick six column on Monday kind of a vertical table that showed, uh, compared Mahomes with the other quarterbacks who've won at least three Super Bowls. So if he gets, if he wins this one, he'll have the same number through seven seasons as Aker. And Brady had. He'll also have a loss. So he'll have a three and one. They'll be three and zero. But for reasons that we've talked about before, I do think Mahomes is more impressive through the seven years because I think his team, while good, wasn't you know now you know just there's been a little bit more holes probably like the defense wasn't as good one year or they had terrible special teams or the receiver situation you know was kind of evolving you know bad this year and it's looking better lately whereas i do think those Aikman Cowboy teams were all-time great teams, like offensive line, defense, the whole thing, right? And Brady's teams were so great on defense, and Tom Brady was great in two-minute and all that, but he wasn't really throwing it and running around like Mahomes. So you might say that. Now, if we want to go back further in time and look at 
Johnny Unitas or YA Tittles. I don't have the answer, but I'm confident putting up his first seven years against those guys because if he wins this game, he'll have the same number of Super Bowl wins and another Super Bowl appearance. One yeah. more than them, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like that. Yeah, I, I, it's 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 you know it's a real discussion now, right? To talk about it, like yeah. you know, discussion. Not not it's definitive. He's better than uh, Tom Brady, but I think he's better on any one game, right? He's probably better in any one season, perhaps. Um, that's at least a discussion, and, and we've arrived there awfully early. Kid's twenty eight years old, and here we are, and it's a real yeah. discussion to have. Um, yeah, it's it's only eight years old with a belly too. He's got a little bit of a gut there. I mean, that's impressive. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of that? He was not happy with the dad bod. Uh, that, that that was yeah. That, that's uh, I don't care. You know, just keep winning, man. Yeah, right. uh, that's what I would say. Um, I loved it. Yeah, uh, good it's times. A great observation by whoever found that. It was excellent. Yeah. Um, all Is right. he mad about it? Do you think he's mad about it? I'm just curious. Nah, I can't. Uh, I don't. Uh, Interesting. It, 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 I think he either real is really. A, Angry or doesn't care at all. Almost like it's like because <laughs> I don't think he does anything. Fifty percent. I mean, it, it wasn't that bad. It was well, it wasn't I, a bad one. I mean, in his defense, um, he's he's kind of like he said, I, I I run funny, right? Like you know, yeah. like I'm not that fast, but I run funny. He's he's not built like a you know your your your. Uh, cologne model to stand at, you know, holding a bow and arrow outside a pool and doing whatever. I mean, he's got more kind of of an offensive lineman body, but he's he's not yeah. a big fat ass. I mean, no, oh, not at all. You know, and that's something the three like of us him. would know about. Yes, we know Just, fat asses on we this own show. Mirrors, not a lot of definition there. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he's just... He's great. It adds to the charm. It adds to the legend. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, like Len Dawson dragging on that cigarette, you know, he adds to the little... That's right. It's what we do here in Kansas City, <laughs> yeah. right? If you if you yeah. want some underwear model, go somewhere else. Yeah. You want guys who win championships? What about ball? We're, yeah. yeah, we're about, about ball. ball. He's not sitting there looking in the mirror doing extra crunches to get that. He's trying to make the play to win the game. No, he's doing leg exercises to protect him for when the Baltimore Ravens dive at his knees. Because they're a filthy bunch of yeah. cheating pigs in Baltimore. There was a couple dives in there, too. There were a couple dives. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Are the Chiefs a dynasty now, or do they need a win to, to be considered a dynasty? I think you need more for dynasty, because do you think... How, how many do you need to win in how many years? Like, to me, the the Steelers having four and six years, that's pretty dynastic, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I don't know if is three, would it be three and five years? Is that what it would be? It, 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 yes, it'd be three and five. I mean, were the Cowboys a dynasty with three and four years? Probably probably pretty close to it, but I would like it for dynasty a little bit more time. I, I think I like four and six years. It's a good one. I should define what a dynasty is. I think I if they come up with what I think one is. If they win three and five, and it's accompanied by six an, straight a, a, another games. another conf, another Super Bowl appearance, to See, be to be in four great. and five and win three, I think it, it is is a, it's the one against the Bucks where they got there and didn't didn't win. It separates them from the others that we've talked about. I'm going to do for my Monday column. I'm just typing this in to hear this old school keyboard again. What makes a dynasty? 
Yeah. What makes a dynasty? I'm putting that down. I like it. Because I can go back and look in history. Nope, not a dynasty. Because it it got brought up after they won last year because it was five AFC Championship games, three Super Bowls in four years. And and most everybody's like, Mm -hmm. no, it takes three. And so now no one's talking about it. I'm sure they'll talk about it afterwards if the Chiefs win. But no one's talking about it this year. And I I just wonder if I'm going to have to go around and remind everybody, you said three was a dynasty. Or if I'm going to see the same people going like, well, really it was when the Niners got to four or when the Steelers got to four. Like, okay, as long, whatever it is, I don't care what the rules are, long as we're all playing by it. If it's four, then don't tell me the Cowboys were a dynasty, right? Don't tell me the if Dolphins were, don't tell me. Yeah. yeah. If you have to ask if it's a dynasty, maybe it's not quite a dynasty, right? That's fair. That's that's fair. Yeah. yeah. No. I don't think we should lower the bar for dynasties and say this is a dynasty when it was a five-year run, but I do think they're going to have a great long run with Patrick Mahomes that can become one, you know? What's Maybe they can they win five in a ten year period or something like that. That'd yeah. be pretty dynastic. We're talking to uh, Mike Sando, uh, the definer of dynasties, uh, the holder <laughs> of all that is true. A dynasty in his own right. Actually. Yeah, a dynasty in Dodge his own right. Dynasty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, what's at stake for Kyle Shanahan here in this game? I wonder if this is his best chance to win one. Because um, you start to think about it. With this team, don't you sort of feel like they're holding on a little bit defensively? I kind of feel like yes. the, the defense isn't going to be as good as it's been over the next couple of years. So, and then after that, they're going to pay Purdy probably, right? Well, I don't know. So Part I of me thinks this is the son of the guy who, when everybody would pay the running back, gained the game and said, nope, I'm going to keep flipping the running backs. And every year, the Denver Broncos under Mike Shanahan would have a different running back run for 1,000 yards. And we hear so much talk about how you got to win in that rookie contract, that rookie contract. I wonder if Kyle Shanahan, like, if he comes across Patrick Mahomes, then yes, he'll sign Patrick Mahomes and he'll keep him. But if Brock Purdy is kind of the way you were kind of talking about him, if that's what he is, I could see him being like, no, uh, let's trade Brock Purdy for, you know, a first and a third and we'll turn to the next guy and we'll keep playing the rookie contract game. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, shoot, if they win the Super Bowl, I think they're re-signing Brock Purdy. But even getting there, unless he just melts down in the game and is the reason they lost, um, I don't know about that. I think Purdy is definitely better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I think his his quick processing is uh, a big deal, probably differentiates him from some of the other guys that he get. But you make a good point. If anyone could do it, if anyone could conceive it, and shoot, look at their team. What if they felt like that was the, uh, you know, that was the the edge they had to have to keep the roster together? I just think it doesn't happen if they do win the Super Bowl, or if Purdy keeps cruising along with his production. Then I think you got to resign him. I just don't think you move on from that. All right, we're talking to Mike Sando, uh, our uh, NFL insider here in the program. Time for our final four. Brought to you by the University of Kansas Health System. You can walk right in right now at four thirty-five and all. They offer orthopedic walk-in care from eight to seven Monday through Friday, eight to two on Saturdays. If you've suffered an orthopedic injury in everyday life or playing sports, sprains, strains, fractures, uh, be seen by the same experts that care for your Chiefs. Uh, learn more at Kansas Health System. Dot com slash orthopedics. I'll start you with this. Who would you rather dine with a dinner one-on-one, Kyle, uh, Kyle Shanahan or Andy Reid? Oh, it's a great one. Uh, probably Andy for the food. I mean, I think Andy's – I wouldn't call Andy a foodie. I mean, he's asking about nuggies. You know, he's asking about nuggies. And yeah. There's some legendary Andy Reid 
uh, eating stories for sure out there if you Google those back to his Green Bay days. But, yeah, I think we'd get a great steak somewhere. Uh, who lasts longer at their uh, current job, uh, McDaniel or not? McDaniel's the name of the guy who got hired in Seattle, right? McDonald. McDonald. I'm sorry. McDonald. I, wrote I, I said McDaniel wrote McDonald uh, or Quinn. Shoot, I don't know. That's kind of a... There's an obvious answer. I mean, I, yeah, I think it's McDonald. Uh, yes, it is. We have no idea what the Washington organization is going to be, but uh, I haven't yeah. been overly impressed by what I've seen so far, so I'll go with the Seattle organization and take uh, McDonald on that one. Uh, if not the, one of the two quarterbacks, who's most likely to win the MVP in your mind? Super Bowl MVP? Um, well, then I think if it's it would be the 49ers winning the game with Christian McCaffrey. Okay. I don't think anyone on the Chiefs is going to win it other than Mahomes. Really? No Travis Kelsey? You could make a case for Kelsey. Handing uh, the trophy to Taylor Kelsey. Swift up on the podium with her holding it up in the air. You don't just see that poetic finish to the to the night's festivities? That sounds pretty, sound pretty good. I think, but, I think uh, voters will want to. I think Mahomes, he, he said he's won two without stellar statistics at the quarterback position. If they win one like you know, sixteen, thirteen, and Kelsey doesn't go off for a big day. Right. I, I like me some of the value on like Chris Jones and Legarius Sneed on some of the odds that are there. That this could yeah. be where a defensive guy wins it because they don't want to give it to Mahomes again uh, without having good numbers. I think you are way overrating the level of thought level that goes in on the guys in the press box that are trying to make their freaking deadlines and get like you know get the buffet line going in there with five minutes left in the game and get down to the locker room. I don't think they're like, hmm. You know, the voting panel okay. over the last couple of years has awarded this without <laughs> commensurate statistical production. Commensurate. I think I'm going to back off. You know, I'm going to hold it into a higher bar. We've you know, I don't think that's going on. Okay. Uh, note to self, Sando says writers are pigs. Okay, got it, got it. I'll even go to that one. Uh, finally, Jim Harbaugh does or doesn't win a Super Bowl with the uh, Chargers? Does not. Not a fan of Harbaugh. Make a note of that. As No, I didn't say that. <laughs> are the Chargers a dynasty? <laughs> a near dynasty. Uh, clearly not one yet, I would say. It's a little, but, need a little uh, bit more. A near okay. All right. Yeah, what, would be, uh, what would be between a dynasty and a not a dynasty? Is there any stage in between? Yeah, I don't know. Uh... Yeah, it's the Chargers. Yeah, it's late nineties Broncos. Yeah, late nineties Broncos. That's that's probably pretty good. That's probably pretty good. Um, Mike, you're the man. Great stuff as always, buddy. Uh, hopefully, I'll see you in Vegas next week. Absolutely, I'll be there. See ya. All, right. All right, he's the best, Mike Sando from the Athletic, our NFL insider. We'll take a break. Come back. Join Greenlight Dispensary all month long for the drops at Greenlight Dispensary. Weekly promos on Mondays and Fridays with deep discounts on flour, edibles, and vapes from local vendors. Visit GreenlightDispensary.com for more info and check out this week's drop. Give you the things you need to know next. Impress your friends, amaze your coworkers, make your family proud. Here's what you need to know. I'm going to tell you what you need to know. But first, to Joe's Kansas City Barbecue Burnt End of the Hour Answer, who was the first pair of brothers to have both played in a Super Bowl? Like not the same Super Bowl, but the first pair of brothers to have clinched the we've both played in the Super Bowl. There was a local angle. Oh, boy. 
local angle. Mm-hmm. So was one of them a chief? Mm-hmm. So played in like Super Bowl one or four? Mm-hmm. Four. Mm. I don't think you'd be able to think this one. That's because the, you'll recognize his name, but the other the other brother is not. A, What's a, his name? See if I can get the brother's, uh, the brother's name team. is Willie Colts. Willie. No, I was looking for the Chiefs guy's oh, name. Oh, well, this this will give it away because it's a very it's a unique person. Uh-huh. Willie and Gloucester Richardson. Okay. Willie played for the Colts yeah, in Super Bowl three. Gloucester, of course, played for the Chiefs in Super Bowl four. If you've watched the NFL films footage, he carried sixty five toss power trap into the huddle. Gloucester, get in there and tell him sixty five toss power trap. He was also a member of the uh, Cowboys in nineteen seventy, but did not play in Super Bowl five. Okay, uh, not bad. Okay. Uh, Willie and Gloucester Richardson. There you have it, people. Uh, super easy. Uh, you should have been able to get it if you didn't. Shame on you, because Curtis made it so simple. For shame. For shame. Uh, Joe's Kansas City Barbecue. You can get some tonight on your way home. The best barbecue in the world. Joe's Kansas City Barbecue, 47th Mission, 119th and String Line, and 117th and Row. Uh, get you some right now. You can order it at joeskc.com. Send that wonderful Joe's Kansas City Barbecue anywhere in the country. And, of course, they got great game day spreads. Uh, and I think since the Chiefs are in, I don't know this, but stay tuned. They, they do a great job. I pick mine up on Saturday when we have Sunday games, and they're closed on Sunday to, one, give their employees time off, and they also do do their uh, cleaning, their deep cleans every Sunday at uh, Joe's Kansas City Barbecue. But uh, I think there might be a chance that with it being a Super Bowl Sunday, they're open. So Wouldn't surprise me. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for more details. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But get you some Joe's tonight. Joe'sKC.com. Let's hear from the podium. Uh, The Chiefs back up there talking today. Uh, We begin with a little Andy Reid. I asked him uh, what he thinks about after Brock Purdy's now come back in a couple of postseason games. They're checking some of the boxes. Can you lead? Can you you come back? Can you come back in a playoff game? He's done that. Uh, What does Andy Reid think about uh, Brock Purdy and how well he's developed? Yeah, listen, he's a heck of a player. I I remember specifically one of the Saturday afternoons uh, watching him in college, and I remember the head coach saying, this guy has changed our program. So changing a program, that's something that's big. And... uh, um, and, and that's what he is. I mean, he's doing that in the National Football League. And last week he did as much with his legs as he did with his arms. So he he ran the ball well. He's a good football player. He's smart. Got a great feel for things. Well, that sucks. Yeah. I was hoping he'd be terrible. God, this guy, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I think it kind of sucks, man. I'm, <laughs> I was hoping they'd play Unless you're seeing something different, you know. <laughs> Not the answer we wanted there from Andy Reid. Uh, how good do you think he is? Um... I think he's. It's hard to de- determine that. Ba- I guess it isn't hard to determine. I think he's pretty good. I, mean, I, I, I don't. I think his numbers are. But be- he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. I think the numbers show that he's not just out there with a bunch of talent around. But he's been really efficient at that offense. I think he's a guy who, if you don't have him, you want him. But once you got him, you're looking around for more. Yeah, I will see. That's probably we'll see. Yeah. Uh, Andy Reid uh, making a lot of commercials lately. He was asked uh, if he gets recognized uh, outside of the football world. Yeah, probably. I, yeah, I'd probably say yes. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm, um, 
when I get when I get out there, you know. So I'm not not out much, but I, I'd say yes. I mean, I, that, that's uh, yeah. I'd say I don't I don't I don't want to stand up here and sound like a movie star because I'm that, that's a. Uh, uh, I'm not very good at that, and I'm, but I appreciate people enjoying nuggies. Yeah. Do you have a SAG card? A what? A SAG card? No, I don't think I do. No. <laughs> if you couldn't hear, Blair asked him if he had a SAG card, Screen yeah. Actors Guild. Uh, I don't think I do. No. No. I think you, you wasn't out there with the with the picket lines protesting <laughs> when the SAG was on strike? I don't think so. Doggone it. I don't think so. Um, all right, one from Patrick Mahomes asked about uh, being an underdog. Does that light a fire under his team? I think for some guys, for sure. Um, I mean, we just haven't had that that aspect, so it kind of lit a fire, I think, under some guys, uh, including myself. But um, at the end of the day, it's playoff games. I mean, you want to win. I mean, you, this is this is what you kind of play for. And I think that fire would have been, regardless of your underdog or not, that fire would have been lit because this is the time of year that you work for and you put in those hard practices for. And I think we have that mindset. If we're going to practice the way we do and we're going to work the way we uh, work, we're not going to let it slide by. And we're going to make sure that we maximize our opportunity every time we're out there. I'm not surprised that that, that, that part isn't because he's just that guy who's always at that, sits there at that simmering level. Oh, yeah. So a role would be more than normal. Yeah. He'd be motivated if he's playing ping pong with someone. He's he, That's just how he's built. Yeah. Um, the dad bod's ready to compete. Is yes. that what you're saying? Yes. Okay. At everything. Yeah, no, he's he's a competitor uh, for sure and ready to go. Um, we've talked about how, you know, he was taking sacks when he's trying to keep the clock going and throw the ball away earlier in the game, not to lose yardage. Seems to always have a feel for the game. Uh, I asked Mahomes, you know, is that something that he's constantly talking about in the huddle, on the sidelines? What goes into being so aware of every aspect of the game? Um, I think it's uh, we have these meetings. Travis hates them. We have these meetings where we go over every single situation every single week, um, and we just go through them. They're long, repetitive meetings, but we, we actually show film from games in previous years or previous weeks, and, and they talk through the different stuff. Um, and it, it gets repetitive, but I listen and you, I ask questions, and I, I try to figure out every single situation for every single game. And um, you saw in the Super Bowl this last year, I mean, we were having that drive, and you want to score points, but as the, the clock started running down, um, that last drive of the game, I, you, you start letting the clock run a little bit more and try to see if we can end with the football and um, it comes from those meetings and even though guys are in there and it's like an extra meeting that takes like an hour on a, on a Friday or Saturday whatever it is um, those little things are what kind of gets you to this spot um, and so that's why I enjoy it um, and I know the guys do even though they get a little bored and, and tired in them uh, he enjoys it Yes. The guys don't like it so much, but he enjoys it That's, because he's a football junkie. He's a yes, competitive man. junkie. Football is football important to Patrick Mahomes? It's super, super important to him as I much mean, as any player who's ever played. Yeah, I mean it is it is amazing, and he loves those situations. Every part of the game, he wants to dive into it and understand it. I mean, I think that that's the window into the soul. Yep. He's ready to go because he's ready. He's a great quarterback because he wants to know all of it. All of it. I mean, that that was great stuff uh, right there. All right, let's hear from the Niners. Nick Bosa today. Um, it's pretty good. Asked about uh, what he sees in the uh, Chiefs' two offensive tackles. Anything stand out when you watch them? They hold a lot. <laughs> and then he walked off. No, no they, he just asked another question. They hold a lot. That was it. <laughs> 
I mean, do we do we? If you're a Niner fan, do you like that, or are you putting bulletin board material up already? I mean, it's the Super Bowl; you shouldn't need yeah. it. But I don't know. I don't think Andy Reid would like one of his guys saying no, that. No, no, I, I I would agree. I'm sure the Niner fans think it's great, but I don't know if Kyle Shanahan's a big fan of it. But he also has a guy he probably feels in in, in Nick Bosa's like Patrick Mahomes, a competitive dude, and, and that's you know I, I don't have to worry about. It. Nick being ready, I don't know. It's hard to hard to hard to say. I don't know what Kyle Shanahan's um, mentality is on things like that. I haven't studied him, but yeah, Andy wouldn't like it, I'm sure. Uh, but he's he's not wrong. He's not wrong. They haven't held much. I haven't held much lately. Yeah. So Ten okay, maybe three games. Maybe even watching some of the older tape. Uh, all right, let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll give you the kicker. Um, if you want to know how not to get caught. Don't be like this idiot we're going to tell you about here in a second. A guy got pinched. Join Greenlight Dispensary all month long for the drops at Greenlight Dispensary. Weekly promos on Mondays and Fridays with deep discounts on flour, edibles, and vapes from local vendors. Visit greenlightdispensary.com for more info and check out this week's drop. Uh, For sports betting, we'll talk about it next. We're almost done for the day, but... There's just a few more things we'd like to share. But there's still more. Here's the kicker. Here's the kicker of this whole thing. On the program. Our kicker brought to you by our friends at Family Leisure. K10 and Ridgeview is where you can uh, get uh, the best deal on everything that comes with family and fun. Online at FamilyLeisure.com. Uh, took everything I had when I went to pick up our uh, salty iguana uh, for the game on Sunday. Did not go on into Family Leisure. Patio furniture. It's going to be beautiful weather now. Get it right now. The best patio furniture in town. I know. I've got patio furniture about 20 years ago, and it looks brand new. Uh, FamilyLeisure.com. See person at K10 and Ridgeview. I'll leave you with this one. Bob Bohannon, what did I say his name was? Uh, Brad Bohannon. Brad Bohannon, the uh, Alabama baseball coach, has gotten a 15-year show cause, basically saying you're done in college baseball, because he called a friend or someone, a better, and gave them a tip, hey, I'm not going to pitch this guy, get your bet in now, because i got to call LSU and let him know he's not going to pitch. This Einstein, after receiving the message from Bohannon, attempted to place a $100,000 wager on the LSU baseball team at BetMGM. $100. Uh, The staff limited the better to a $15,000 wager. He then attempted to place additional wagers uh, involving the April 28 Alabama versus uh, LSU baseball game, but the sports staff declined. He just went to the next window. Yes. It's like, oh, I'll go 15000 over here. <laughs> then he went around showing the text message the coach had sent him, saying, listen, this is I can't lose. I've got great intel. i got to get this bet down. If only you guys knew what I knew. Yeah, he said, if only you knew what I knew. Then he showed him what he knew. <laughs> oh, my God. The- Was this the first bet this guy ever made in his life? With friends like that. With friends like that. Who needs enemies? When this guy's your friend.